Welcome everyone. This is Jeff Cohn with the Wall Street Resource. Joining me is Richard Danforth. He's the CEO of Genesis. Good morning, Richard. Good morning. So Richard, for those not familiar with Genesis, can you just give us a quick overview of the company? Sure. So Genesis has been around for quite some time. We've been a public company for more than 20 years. The history of the company is in the hardware business. Uh, the company uh, invented the long-range acoustic device product and market and uh, has enjoyed a, an ad hoc sole source position around the world for that. That piece of our business has been growing at a 20-plus percent CAGR over the last several years, uh, throws off about a 50% gross margin, and is just a great cash flow machine. Through acquisitions as well as our own development, we entered the public safety software market uh, a couple of years ago. That's, uh, that piece of our business is, is requiring significant investments in both uh, software development and sales and marketing, uh, and it's really started to take shape this fiscal year. We recently announced uh, a, a bit of a milestone for the company in as much as we've reached uh, $5 million in ARR. Uh, we are going, we've, uh, going after statewide pro uh, projects and uh, projects all over the world. So just curious, when you say long range, how far can it reach? It varies on the, on the model and how it's set up, but um, in the case of the navies and coast guards that use it, it's several thousand meters. The case of the, it's also several thousand meters in the case of the uh, U.S. Army and other armies. How big a market is it that you guys address? The ten, well, if you break it into two different market segments, it's the public safety and it's the LRAD. Uh, the LRAD has a, a TAM of approximately $2 billion, and that, that was derived by third parties uh, on a parametric analysis based on what we've sold in the United States um, and what the potential is in other parts of the United States as well as the rest of the world. We currently sell LRADs in over 100 countries across the world. Okay. From a it's, public, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. From a uh, a public safety software uh, perspective, you know that TAM is is measured in the billions of dollars uh, with a, a double digit CAGA growth worldwide. So that that is huge, and we're we're just starting to get into that. Okay. So suffice it to say, you're going after a very large market. So there's got to be other people going after it. So where do you fit in? Yeah, there is. Uh, the, the big players in the United States, there's two of them. The focus uh, on that piece is mass notification software. Most counties, communities, cities, even large enterprises have some kind of mass notification system. That is a well-cultivated market uh, here in the United States. Uh, and in almost every win we, we uh, have, uh, Jeff, it's uh, displacing an incumbent. One of the acquisitions we made in June, closed in June of 2020 was a startup company in the Bay Area called Zonehaven. Zonehaven had taken what has historically been a manual ad hoc process for first responders to plan and execute and then repopulate uh, when there's an emergency, be it a forest fire, floods, tsunamis, earthquakes, whatever it happens to be. So they have taken that manual process where if we, for a fire, for example, uh, first responders would roll up on a fire, roll out a map based on wind and what they thought, 
figure out an area that they believed needed to be evacuated, and then over HF radios, get the police to begin a process to manually go notify people to get to you know, evacuate. Uh, that process can take hours. Uh, and as you know, I think you know, uh, these forest fires uh, here in the United States and elsewhere can reach speeds of up to 60 miles an hour. So it's time is critical and time is lives. So what Zonehaven had begun to do, and, and now we have completed, uh, is to develop a platform that allowed first responders to roll up, pull out their tablet. They'll have a, a geographic representation of where they are. Uh, run a fire model real time on uh, on real time uh, variables such as wind speed, geography, uh, how many homes, what they're made of. There's several variables that, that go into the determination of the fire model, and they'll run it for you know what's it going to look like in an hour, two hours, three hours, four hours. Uh, and on that same GUI, uh, Jeff, the the geography has been divided into. Uh, zones, geographic representations, and those geographic, geographic representations uh, are developed based on the ingress, egress routes, how many people live there, how many cars, how many nursing homes, hospitals, uh, and based on all of that data, there's a time element to how long is it going to take to get those people out. Uh, and this is all done in near real time, and with that information, the first responders simply click on the zone. Uh, and send an evacuation notice directly to everybody's phone, only in that particular area. Uh, they can do that. Prior to doing that, they can also run traffic models and then uh, change their evacuation plans based on those traffic models. So we're trying to, we are succeeding, I believe, at redefining what mass notification is. Uh, mass notification should include uh, the ability to communicate people in a geo-specific area and tell them uh, where and what to do. And that's what we're doing. So when you win business, um, what, what are you winning it on? Are, are there different ways to, to go about solving this problem and, and yours shines as the best, or is it one on price, or, or what makes you win the business? Uh, mass notification software alone is, is uh, almost a commodity. So price is the big deal. When you include the, the zone management, as I just mentioned, that doesn't have a competitor. I mean, the process, the competitor is the manual process I outlined. Uh, and that manual process, again, takes hours. Ours takes minutes. And that period of time saves people's lives. So that, that is the significant uh, discriminator when we go into the marketplace. I can give you a couple of examples in uh, Riverside County here in California. It's huge. It's south of Los Angeles, east of San Diego, and goes all the way to the Arizona border. Uh, there's about 3 million people that live there, and it includes uh, areas you may recognize as Temecula and Palm Springs and others. Uh, they put out a, a competitive solicitation to replace their mass notification uh, software. I think five companies went after it, and we won it. Subsequent to that, they put out a competitive solicitation uh, for a design and build of a hardware, an outdoor uh, public notification system. We competed in one on that, and subsequent to that, Riverside County began a process to negotiate the Zone Haven platform from us. A similar uh, process took place in San Diego and other counties uh, uh, up and down uh, the West Coast, uh, particularly here in California. 
And it's interesting to note, if you look at just those two counties, it represents, you know, a booking value of over $11 million and an ARR value of a million or more. So in terms of uh, geographic distribution, are, are you just in the U.S.? Are you concentrated in California or, or where? Uh, we have a global footprint for our public safety uh, software and systems. We, clearly, the state of California dominates us here in the United States, but we are all over the U.S. From a public safety side software perspective, we've won some significant enterprises outside the United States, the biggest of which is Aramco. Uh, Ramco at the time, and I think it still is, was the largest company in the world from a market cap perspective. And they ran a competitive solicitation that included all of the usual suspects from the United States, as well as a, a three from the uh, European Union. Uh, and we won. That was significant offering uh, in the uh, country of Saudi Arabia. And it's intended to keep the citizens of Saudi Arabia, of uh, Aramco in Saudi Arabia safe and informed. Uh, we took that contract at the end of December and uh, went live here early in uh, June 1st, I think. So, so customers are, are municipalities and, and also um, private businesses as well? Yes. I would say any place where there's a, a gathering, a large gathering of people, uh, whether it's a state and local governments or enterprise has applications for our software and our hardware. We've sold to uh, entities, as I mentioned, Aramco, the Boston Red Sox, BMW North America, which is an interesting one in as much as they have 24 facilities in 11 states and two countries, U.S. and Canada. They had a mass notification solution uh, in four of those 24 sites. They did an industry uh, review and selected uh, Genesis and one other company to compete. That other company actually was the incumbent in four of those 24 facilities, uh, and they selected Genesis for all of those facilities in both countries and subsequently have taken us into uh, the facilities in Mexico, which we've gone live on as well. We've recently announced uh, Volvo. Uh, we're working other large manufacturing uh, operations, particularly on the East Coast, as well as municipalities uh, and states you know, across the U.S. So um, what's the sales cycle look like, and do these municipalities, et cetera, have the budget for this presently? The sales cycle is typically longer than you'd like. Most of the communities have a mass notification system. So they're, they're three-year terms, they're four- or five-year terms, and when they come out, they'll typically go out for a competitive solicitation. That, again, is only for the mass notification solution, not the uh, hardware solution that we provide or the, the zone planning and execution that I mentioned. Those two things don't typically have uh, budgets readily available and require grants uh, and order. It takes a budget cycle to get it in place. So how much of your business is hardware and, and how much is software? It's 90-plus percent hardware at this point. As I mentioned, uh, we've reached five, We've been at this for about eight quarters. We've reached $5 million in ARR. Our Q3 uh, software revenue uh, was just under a $1 million. So it, right now it's dominated by hardware. If you look at our investor deck and look out uh, two more years, our forecast has uh, the software uh, growing from you know, almost negligible at this point to 
a significant piece of revenue, you know, approaching $25, $30 million. So I imagine your your gross margins are going to grow, grow nicely. Where are they now and, and where should they go to? Hardware is typically 50%. We have uh, struggled this year a bit uh, from supply chain price increases, so that has that has been slightly less than 50%. But hardware should be modeled always to deliver 50% gross margins. The software went up to speed. We will deliver 70 to 80% gross margins. We're still at the piece, the place on the curve that isn't delivering 80% gross margins now. But I think the last quarter it was 56, uh, and that's up sequentially every quarter. That's up sequentially every quarter. And, and then, what's the revenue model look like now? And is that changing with software as well? Yes, it changes a lot. Hardware revenue. Our hardware bookings will turn to hardware revenue within one or two quarters, typically. Our software is sold on three, four, or five-year contracts. Uh, so most of the revenue is outside the fiscal year that we're in. So that's the nature of how SaaS works. What that also does is gives, gives us a very predictable revenue forecast for our next subsequent fiscal year, our FY24, which begins in October, because uh, most of the revenue is going to come out of backlog. What's the, the growth strategy here? The growth strategy is all about SaaS. You know, the hardware will take care of itself. As I said, we enjoy a de facto sole source position around the world. But SaaS is, has a significant growth curve. And I'd say as well, uh, Jeff, that you know, the world is becoming an increasingly more dangerous place, whether it's floods, fires, tsunamis, debris flows, active shooters, pandemics, social unrest, or whatever. Uh, and enterprise and uh, state and local governments are more and more keenly aware of their responsibilities to keep people and uh, employees and constituents informed and safe during times of emergency. And that's driving demand all over the world. You know, we recently what happened in Hawaii, you saw over the first six months of this year, the horrific atmospheric rivers and other issues here in the state of California, and currently the forest fires ravaging particularly Northern California at this time. You saw that hurricane just hit Florida. So it's, it's hurricanes, it's floods, it's, 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 it's toxic fumes, it's active shooters. So it's unfortunately the world we live in uh, is demanding software tools, hardware tools like Genesis can provide uh, be deployed to keep people informed and safe. Sure. It sure seems like you have the, the wind at your sails. Uh, I, I, I noticed uh, CNBC um, picked up a story about you the other day, that with Maui and these other disasters. That's uh, What's that done to, to incoming calls or, or speeding up the sales cycle? The speeding up the sales cycle, we'll see. It, to answer your first question, there's been a lot of inquiries, uh, Jeff, from states and cities and counties, communities, as well as press all over the world. You know, it's a it's a tragic, tragic circumstance that happened in uh, Maui uh, with unbelievable loss of life. And, that, you know, that'll read out on root cause and what could have been done better and so forth over the coming weeks, I'm sure. But I believe in any uh, disaster, better and frequent communication can save lives. And 
as I mentioned, the, the world is becoming less and less safe. And I think uh, our software and hardware tools can help keep people safe. So in, in terms of getting solutions out there faster, you know, part of it's off, hardware, part of it's software. Uh, is there a big implementation time? or wh What's the bottleneck for, for scaling? Hardware public safety systems, it, it takes, you know, once you get the contract, uh, the system has to be designed. It's, it's, uh, and that process includes permitting because we're putting devices around counties, cities, whatever. And then it, then it requires installation. So the building of the hardware takes place during that process. But working with communities to get building permits and all of that takes time. It can take, you know, six months. It can take seven or eight months even. From a software go live, that can take between two weeks and six months, uh, depending on how complicated the organization that, that is using the software is. So it varies all over the place from a software perspective. Are you reaching uh, these customers with your own sales force or what marketing channel? From a hardware perspective, it's largely through distribution channels. We do have our own salespeople, uh, but they largely manage uh, the reseller network. From a software perspective, it's quite the opposite. It's direct, and we do have two or three distribution uh, software distributors, uh, but the vast majority of the bookings are coming from direct sales. And I read you're doing a rebranding. Are, are you refocusing the company, or what's that all about? The rebranding was intended to reintroduce Dennis's to the marketplace. Our efforts, our investment uh, has gone significantly towards our SaaS offerings. We've seen great momentum within SaaS. I don't think the market has appreciated it, and that's understandable in as much as our, our sales have been small in that market, in that lane. But our, our fiscal year that ends the end of this month, we have seen significant to bookings in our SaaS offerings. Uh, we'll far outseed our uh, bookings target for the year, uh, triple what we did, more than triple what we did last year. We see a pipeline that's growing and robust and, in, and you know, incoming inquiries from all over the world. So the rebranding was to reintroduce the company. It's not your old Genesis. In terms of transaction size, are you upping that or what's your average size now? Again, in, in software, it's going to be all over the place, you know, from tens of thousands to several million. Uh, and on a hardware perspective, uh, our largest pushing this year was approximately 11 million. And so as we watch the company over the next 12 months, do you have any large contracts that, that you're bidding on or, or any upcoming events that we should watch for? We do. We have large uh, uh, public safety hardware systems uh, out there, and we have additional state and large city uh, contracts that we're bidding and expect uh, to win our fair share. So what haven't I asked you that you wish I asked? I think you've got it, uh, Jeff. I mean, our company is growing, significant investments. I, I would say I, I believe we have a world-class team of uh, software developers and the whole software team from customer support and customer success, which is key to growth in that in that vertical. Very pleased with the team that we've been able to put together. 
Well, you certainly seem like you're in the in the right space at this time. So, Richard, I really thank you for sharing the story. Quite welcome. Thank you.